Hey friends, you're listening to Worst Show Ever. I'm your host, CJ Boyd. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, with Jasmine White Gluz. To say it right? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> we are at a holiday party. It is a party. We are the nerds. We're locked in a room full of vinyl Yeah. right now. Mr. Carl Hofstetter's <laughs> personal office. Let's trash it. Uh, we're going to trash it after this interview. <laughs> oh, party. <laughs> there's there's the beginnings of a party going on. Uh, we're at a little bit of a label summit here at Joyful Noise. And Carl was kind enough to let me use his office to uh, sequester myself away with one person at a time, talking <laughs> to folks about their terrible shows. Um, Jasmine plays in No Joy. Um, we all recorded Christmas songs yeah. his last today and yesterday. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and now it's and now it's chill time, but here we are doing a podcast. Can't stop working. We love to work. It's just so much fun to talk about <laughs> shitty shows. I mean, it's so it's a real like slippery slope because once you start talking about one, then you remember another one, and right. then you remember another one. And you said you've got a couple. I got in a mind. couple, yeah. Because so, it's also hard to to decipher, I think everybody's threshold for bad show is different. Okay. So, like, some people might think a bad show is like, oh, there wasn't a lot of people. Or, like, oh, you know, I just sang out of tune at that show. And, like, right. those are kind of, once you play, like, you know, 200 shows a year, like, those are, you forget. I, yeah. I forget about those. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. remember those. Yeah. It's like when stuff is really bad right, right. that I remember. And it's been funny lately because there's been such a wide variety of folks I've been talking to about this where... You can tell folks who are newer, who are like just just getting started, right. and they're like, "Oh, this is the worst show." Right. I was, I was having a very, and then like those, I don't want to, I'm not yeah. trying to out anybody here, but just like they'll say something, and I'm like, "Dude, that's that's like every other show <laughs> I I've played." That's pretty standard <laughs> yeah. for uh, touring. So sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's fun. I like seeing the again the the variety is part yeah. of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's like. Now I'm remembering another one. So I'm just okay. going to make a note. I have like a note of all these so I don't forget. Okay. <laughs> um, and most of the bad ones, honestly, for me, started like the first year we were touring. Right. So I don't know if that's indicative of me now just like not caring as much or not paying attention oh, to stuff. I think that that's my general experience talking to people now a bunch about this is that it's just you learn some stuff. Yeah. And hopefully, some of it, yeah, it's part of like thickening yeah. your skin probably too. Yeah. And being, oh, you just have to get used to that. Totally. Sometimes you play a show and nobody shows up. Yeah. That can happen even if you're on an awesome label and like you getting a great, great record. Yeah, totally. record's amazing and it still happens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then there's other things where probably early on you make some mistakes that afterwards yeah. you're like, oh, that was Great. a bad call. I should not do that anymore. Yeah, totally. Um, well, let me, I'm stoked to hear. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about our worst shows, and I know that things, like, later in touring, like, tours we did this year where, you know, you're you're in your green room and... The support local support ate all your hummus. Like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> and I'm totally that like grumpy, like over thirty year old being like, listen, guys, let me teach you something. You should right. not eat other people's hummus. But like, that doesn't make a bad show to me. Right. That's just like that was a weird occurrence. But yeah. I think our our worst stuff happened the first year of us being a band. We we toured a lot. Like, just didn't say no to anything really, okay. and like toured all the time. Yeah. And so how long ago was this? This was 2011. Okay. 2010, 2011. Yeah. But yeah, we, we really were on tour quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I think 
to me, the first show that came to mind was I, I had a really huge fear of flying. I'd never oh, flown okay. before. Okay. Um, and we were, uh, it's ironic, it was with a Joyful Noise band, oh. Surfer Blood. Oh, yeah. Surfer who Blood. invited us out to do a tour in the UK. Okay. And I had never been on a plane before. Now, where'd you grow? I grew up in Montreal. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I... I'd taken a train to L.A. before, and I've driven yeah. across the country, and any touring I did before that in other bands, I would just, like, I would see stuff by land, kind of. I would but never... not, I, I'm say, I guess you're saying not just because you hadn't happened to be on a train. You had made a point. I made a point, yeah. Like, I wanted to go to California, but I was too afraid to fly. Okay, so I gotcha. would, I just slept on a train for two days to get there gotcha. and stuff, and, and drove across the country to do it, 50 hours to do it. <laughs> right. But I was just too afraid of flying, and, so... And so you thought about driving to the UK. <laughs> I was like, there's a boat. There is a boat you can take from there? New York to, to England, and it takes seven days. Okay. Um, a friend of mine just did it, and okay. she said it was very glamorous. Um, the median age of person on there is 75. Okay. So. What's that cost? Uh, it's not, I don't think it's that expensive because it's sort of like nobody wants to do it. You're God, just. I would totally do that. I know. I mean, I don't mind flying, but I hate airports. It sucks. The, the air, the airplane itself doesn't bother me. Okay. Because I just figure there's a million ways you could die. Yeah. Here's if one. if you die that way, it will be relatively painless. Like. True. You'll. You won't you probably not feel it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I hate airports, just the process of it's, going through and everyone. Oh, it sucks. I mean, being a brown dude with a beard is a particularly yeah. unfun yeah, I airports bet. in the last decade or two. Yeah. But it's just such a like criminalizing sort of like everyone's suspicious. Yeah. And it's it's, it's not, stressful. Not fun. Yeah. yeah, super stressful. And I hate getting in arguments about what I mean, the things that can or can't get on a plane now. Are arbitrary. Yeah. And there's times when I'm like, I've got a yogurt on me, and they're like, that's liquid. I'm like, but is it is though? it really though? That's I don't, food. I'm gonna yeah. eat it with a spoon. Yeah. I'm gonna eat it with a <laughs> there's straw. no straw happening here, so and it's true. It's kind of it's kind of like up to the person you get to decide whether. But or it's not. basic cop behavior. I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. TSA and border guards. They're just still like versions of like there's yeah. cop ego stuff for happening. sure. Not every person does it, but enough that, it that makes... the whole thing just is unfun. I agree. Yeah, the traveling with gear too, like yeah. check, like often would bring a pedal board with me, right? Um, which is clearly a bomb. Which is clearly a bomb. So every time <laughs> I'm just like, okay, here we go. Like this is you're called gonna... a reverb. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you. Right. Um, and then yeah, so so yes, flying totally sucks. But you're but the actual being in the plane was more terrifying. To yeah, you. I just okay. and it, I, I, truth, it was something that. I think my entire family has. Like, for okay. some reason, nobody... Now we've all kind of been on planes, but at that point, which was like almost 10 years ago, nobody really... My sister had flown a little bit, but she was afraid as well, so we all kind of never flew anywhere, but we were big, like, we'll just drive for like 100 hours, and it's fine. But <laughs> yeah. but getting on the plane was just like, ah, and if we saw the plane... Like, I grew up not that far from the airport, so when you see a plane landing, it was like, ah, so freaky. <laughs> Um, and you live near the airports, so you're just freaked just out like every freaked day. Just like freaked out constantly. Just every day. Just yeah. Like, ah! Just why am I doing this? This sucks. Yeah. It's just like, I really hated them. Okay. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't like something like after 9-11 I got scared. It was just like the actual, the contraption of the plane being in the sky sort of made like a, like, a, I don't know, claustrophobic and like weird. Yeah. So we got asked to do the Surf of Blood dates and then some other shows around that. And 
it was really the first time ever that like somebody asked me to play overseas. Like that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And the rest of the band was like, well, we gotta do this. This sounds great. You know, we gotta. And Mia was like, oh no, <laughs> what do I do? Um, so I had a friend of mine who I will not name, but okay. she helped get me some like some things for the plane that would chill me out, maybe. Okay. That's a good friend. Uh, that's a good friend. She's a, she's a great friend. And I was just like, I don't I don't partake in any kind of pharmaceutical thing at all. But for this one plane right. ride, I was like, you know what? Seems like just let's just do a thing. Yeah. Um. So and I, I it was it was hard it was hard to get on the plane. I was so freaked out and just took it took the, the gifts she gave me and then was just like kept. Um, for some reason, when you fill out the form to go overseas, I think it says, like, have you been around snails? I don't know. At that point, it was something about snails. <laughs> and I, that's, we have a song called Slug Night, and that's sort of where the name came from, because I was talking about snails and slugs, and then I have all these slugs in my bag, and it's not something you want to go around saying, really, on a plane. Okay. So, anyway, so we get on the plane. The, the problem is that I was so freaked out about the actual flight that very little thought went into the tour that we were about to do. <laughs> like, little little organization <laughs> went into, like, the, what are we doing when we get there? All like, you were thinking about Yeah, I was just like, okay. I'm going to die on my way there, so there's no reason to plan it, because I'm going to die anyway. So, it's right. So, obviously the flight is fine. Yeah. And you don't seem dead. I'm not dead. Yeah. Believe it or not, we get there. It's cool. Double-decker buses. UK is yeah. rad. I'm having a great time. Everything's wonderful. And um, I make all these plans. Like, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to do this. I We get to uh, our bandmate's aunt's house who lived there and we were staying there and just, like, sleep nonstop. Because I also, jet lag right. was kind of right. a new thing. So I'm just, plus these things I took for the plane. And so I'm sleeping. I'm out of it. I kind of wake up, like... It was like a day later, it feels like. Like a <laughs> well, really lose, long time. You lose a lot of time. You lose a lot so of time. It feels like a day. It feels Maybe like... Maybe you slept a day. I, I don't, don't think know. I slept a day, but it was like 12 hours or something. Enough that like by the time I woke up, it was like, well, now is the show. Okay. It's the day of the show, so yeah. we got to pack up and like head to the venue. And I'm a big uh, Montreal Canadiens fan. Montreal Canadiens fan. I follow hockey quite a bit. Okay. And for some unknown reason, probably from the stress... I my father's from Boston and I packed a Boston Bruins t-shirt which it kind of there's a rivalry there with those two teams a big rivalry okay so it's like was kind of like I should not have why did I bring this enemy team shirt but okay I'm gonna wear it but your dad likes them yeah he likes them but he's he's like he he likes both teams but in Montreal and Montreal and Boston have a huge rivalry so there's like hockey when we're in the playoffs together right people smash cars like you are it's a real cutthroat long standing rivalry so you but you he likes both teams do you like both teams no I like the Canadians but you just brought I just brought this shirt I don't know why under the pressure of thinking (laughs) I was gonna die as long as I'm gonna die you know when you're like like oh like if you can like if you can be on a stranded, you're stranded on an island. You can only have like one item of clothing. It was almost like I packed that way, and I brought the stupidest item that I never wore. Like I just, I, I packed, like because it reminds you of your dad. I or? guess maybe subconsciously, okay. I was just like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I and I decide to wear this shirt for the show, um, and so I'm wearing this Bruin shirt, which is I'm confused why I'm wearing it. We go to the show, and <laughs> this is kind of this is one of those things where you learn after touring. I wasn't really familiar with what backline was. 
Okay. So backline was we we had a manager at the time who helped us get backline, which was not gear that I was super familiar with, right. but that so, might be worth just audience members may or oh, may yeah. not know. A lot of most musicians, a lot of musicians know, not yeah. everyone does. But just to say, like backline is instruments that you don't own but that you get to use for that particular gig. Uh, so some, and it happens more in Europe because I think a lot of American bands will yeah. tour there, and so a lot of European places will have an, an amp for you. We'll yeah. Have, mostly it's amps, you know, but but some gear. Yeah. And you can sometimes request if you need a keyboard or if you need certain things. Yes. But usually amps. Yeah, usually yeah. amps, and that that was. We were in a we were, we're quite a loud band. We're maybe a little quieter now, but I don't really think so. But um, these were amps that were not our usual amps, but not so far off the mark that we wouldn't know how to use them. But it just seemed like maybe they were not. We didn't really like sound check. Okay. <laughs> we just kind of were like, yeah, it looks like an amp we would have. It's probably fine. Um, so. Obviously, you get there. It's you need the power converters. I plug in the pedal board, blow up a pedal because it's not the right thing. Oh, right. So line six uh, delay unit. Yeah. So, so have you blew to, up the pedal. Blew up the blew up the input so that I had to get another uh, like adapter to make it work. And then somehow I, I don't know if it worked for that. So later in the tour, it ended up working. But so that's already a bad start. Did you have? Because there's different levels, right? Did you have a transformer? Or you didn't have a transformer, but also didn't have just an adapter? We had... So you have, like, the power converter thing that you can plug your... It'll go from, like, American plug yeah. to UK. So whatever I had for the... Because I think Line 6 also uses their a special kind of okay. battery adapter that's kind of different than just, like, a like a one spot. Right. Whatever it was... That it was smoking and like melted the. So you had the right equipment, but it just wasn't working. Just wasn't working. Okay, gotcha. so so there there's strike one. So we're already pedals not really working. Without the pedals, can't really like do much in our band. Okay, yeah. <laughs> pretty pedal heavy. Um, so we decide to. I don't really think we sound checked, but anyhow, we we end up playing the show without the gear checked, and just like crank everything so crazy. And uh, it sounds awful. Right. <laughs> it just sounds like the worst thing in the world. So obviously we're like trying to figure out like what's going on, what's wrong. But you, when you're in a different country and you're like jet lagged and you just flew and you're confused and then I'm wearing the Bruins shirt because I think I jinxed myself and the Bruins are like hexing me. <laughs> um, and just we, we play this show and it's just one of those shows that after you play and it, it was like our first time in London so it was sold out and, and everyone's just like that's too bad <laughs> oh yeah that's too bad like oh okay like do you think people thought oh they're having a rough time or do you think they just thought you weren't I think good? they thought like it just sucked okay. and it's one of those things too where you know sometimes they'll be like yeah this room sucks for shows they were very much like this is a great room but you guys are you sound bad <laughs> like most shows sound good here but you guys sound really bad it's weird that's um, weird. <laughs> yeah. So, like, ever since that day, I was like, okay, I just, like, I need to make sure that I, I at least check the amps. Not every amps um, eight is the same, you know? Uh, so, so we did that, and then we went on this tour with Surfer Blood, and that was great. So, and was that show not with Surfer Blood? That was before we met up with okay, them. Okay, yeah. you so, played that one yeah, first. And, and then, then we met up with them. And, gotcha. and, um, and they, they had some band members that, like, didn't make it. I think the, the, booze cruise was right before this tour and like two members 
didn't make it onto the tour, so then they had a hired gun, like, playing. Wait, I missed something. The Booze Cruise? Do you you remember the Booze Cruise? The, like, uh, Panache? uh, It was like a cruise party boat where they would have shows on the boat. I've heard of that. And Server, like, played that, from what I remember correctly. And then two members, like kept partying after but they were supposed to fly and meet us in the UK so they they just didn't they didn't come to the tour want to tour oh I don't know I don't know exactly why but they when we met them they were just like they were three I think three members okay when they were supposed to be five and they were just like here's this British guy that's just gonna play the other parts (laughs) that they met that day and we're like okay (laughs) so let's go all right okay yeah so anyway the tour is great um now this this UK tour was during a probably four month span of touring that we did straight. Okay. <laughs> um, so prior, I, I, prior to I should have started with the other story, but prior to this tour as well, we had a tour where um, it's always weird when you tour this time of year or January, February between now and January, February. Yeah. It's December right now, right. and uh, the weather is like dramatically different wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. So you'll like. Now I know when we tour, I bring a shovel <laughs> because you don't know where your van's going to get stuck. Okay, so, yeah. but on yeah. this particular tour, first one we did at this time of year, we were driving through ice and snow, and then we this were was in, in the states. This was in the states and Canada, yeah. and then so it's like hot and cold and hot and cold. So we were driving through Arizona, and it was the ten. Yeah, very scary drive. Um, very long drive when you're just doing that like getting across trying to get across west and there is there's like kind of like a long highway where you can't see past you you're just sort of you can't see like if traffic is stopped up ahead okay and it was (laughs) and everyone is speeding on this highway Uh, so everyone is speeding like crazy so you're going into california we're going into california we're going yeah we're going west something like that Yeah. yeah and uh and then i think we're going west we're on the 10, from yeah. what I remember. And 10 then, goes east and west. Okay, so we're going one of those directions. <laughs> Can't really remember which. But, so there's traffic that just hits a, a stop immediately. And we are in a 15-passenger, like, big van full of gear. And we try to stop because we, we see that the traffic is stopped. And our bass player who was driving at the time did a good move where he just, like, kind of pulled off. And we kind of got on the shoulder but we got smashed in the back oh. of our van, and that car got totaled. Like someone else trying to do the same thing. Somebody else doing the same thing, but they the just side. yeah, they just like rammed right into our van. So we're like, oh no, okay, like is everybody okay? And then we just see this eighteen wheeler barreling down, and it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, fuck, like you just sorry, <laughs> you're oh, just fine. like <laughs> you're like hitting hitting your horn, just like this guy's got to stop. And the eighteen wheeler just spins off the highway into a ditch the driver's fine the car that smashes into us gets out and she's like hey uh i'm okay i'm an undercover cop (laughs) um and we're like okay she's like our insurance will cover everything because we got a bit banged up in the back of our car as well and this is at the beginning of a tour where we have this like kind of crazy accident and it's one of those things where you just see the cars keep coming even though there's so many accidents happening at the same time. You just see, like, oh, no, a motorcycle. Oh, no, like, a, a car carrying, like, horses. And you're just oh, like, stop, no. stop, stop. 
So luckily, I, I don't believe anybody really got hurt. Like the okay. cars were damaged, um, and it caused crazy traffic. Well, horses which were okay. horses were okay. I made sure of that one. Okay. But so we were all a little kind of shook up. Yeah. So we continue on this tour. Everybody got a little like whiplash feeling from the accident, yeah. um, and we it's a long tour that brings us from California all the way back to the East Coast. So we're playing Boston. We've done all these shows in between, and Boston is not that far as as I talked about a rivalry earlier, it's not that far from Montreal. So right. it's in the middle of the tour. And so we decide, okay, we're going to leave right after Boston, drive home to Montreal. It's five hours. So everybody can go in their own beds and then play Montreal. We'll go continue the tour, but at least we'll get two nights in our own bed. Right. So we leave the Boston show. We drive to Montreal. It's a five hour drive. It's a snowstorm, blah, blah, blah. We are about two blocks from my drummer's home when our bass player for no reason he's no longer a bass player he's a great guy but this is a moment this is a crazy moment I'm not really into bass players myself <laughs> okay. uh, highly suspect but very sus takes his hands off the wheel yells me loco essay then hits black ice spins crashes into a cement wall wait 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 yeah you're saying this is after the accident? This is after the accident. Same uh, tour. But then now you're we made the on your way to Montreal. On our way to Montreal. He says... He, so we survived this crazy accident in Phoenix. from California? No. He's okay. from Montreal. He was also two blocks from his home. We're, we did the whole tour, <laughs> like smashed up van in Phoenix or Arizona or wherever. Yeah. We drew, do weeks of shows, end up in Boston, in a kind of banged up van, but we're still okay. Drive all through the night to get home. We're two blocks from the house, or from the first drop-off, where we're all we all live pretty close. And he takes his hands off the wheel and says, "Mi loco essay." Yeah. And the van just spins on ice and smashes right into um, cement wall. So now the van is totaled. Now the van is completely smashed in. Everyone's screaming. Oh Said it hit a, a hit a wall. Yeah, it's kind of like a cement like. Uh, almost like a ramp for like a highway kind but of thing. But not on the highway. This is this, this is not on the highway. Okay. This is not on the highway. I this is, yeah. Um, so so it's like we're all kind of in shock because now we're home. But I know in my head, like I'm going to spend all day tomorrow fixing our fucking van. Okay. <laughs> because we still had like a month left of tour. Right. So, and everyone's kind of like, why'd you say me loco s? Like, what was this whole, like, why'd you take your hands off the wheel? What is going on? And he was just so excited to be home, I think, that okay. I don't know. Wow. So, he was so excited he wanted to wreck the van. He wanted to wreck the van. And what weirdly happened at the same time as us wrecking the van was, I guess, this patch of ice. There was another car of young people that had been out at a club and I think were driving intoxicated. So they also smashed, and it kind of looked like they smashed into us. But they didn't? But they didn't. So cops came, and they kind of treated it like, oh, they hit us. Who hit who? But But really, we just hit ourselves because we were... Nobody hit... Yeah. Well, and so the black ice... That's just so weird. It's so weird. I mean... Yeah. You hit the black ice. Is it possible that even if he hadn't... Hands on the wheel. Also, Milo Caress <laughs> is not a good translate. I mean, that's... I, I, I... Loco means crazy. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Me? That part's in English, I guess? I guess. Because me and I is my. My. But, I, like, I, my crazy? My crazy? Is... I don't know. 
I don't know. The words haunt me to this day. Yeah, I don't really know. Obviously, it, it formed an impression. Yeah, I don't you know, know. what was said. I know. But it's, that's a weird one. But even if he hadn't decided to go crazy, yeah. say, uh, do you think it's possible that you still would have crashed? I don't think so because hands on the wheel. He would that's, have had that's like. That's a crucial part of that's driving. A, that's it's a really so important key. thing it's to do. It's really. Yeah. Have the hands have, on the wheel. You need at least one. At least Just one, one would have helped. Least. But yeah. there was none. There was none there. Yeah. Um, Bare minimum, I'd say a knee. A knee, like, something for a moment. Yeah. Not on black ice. Not on black ice. The, the, it was dealt against us there. It was like yeah. very dangerous. So yep. So we spent the next day fixing the van, and then we brought our friend Kevin K. Toltz, who was assigned driver. Okay. <laughs> we just were like, you know what? We've had somebody you didn't kick him out of the band. Didn't kick him out of the band because this was part yes. of a a long tour. So it was like Surfer Blood and this tour and South yeah. by Southwest and like all this back yeah. to back where it was like, you know what? We're just gonna not let you drive. <laughs> How about that? Right. We're gonna just have now. Some... Was he the only one in the band that drove? No, we there was two of us that that were alternating at that okay. point, but. He was he was not allowed to. Uh, yeah, that's to fair. Yeah, that's yeah. more than fair. It was it was. A but of the members, how many people are in the band? At that time, we were four. Okay. Yeah. But like two people. Yeah. We're not. Drivers. Yeah, we're not driving yet. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say you had the next day fixing the van, like were you fixing? I assume you were so, having it fixed, or did? Or, what I did. Okay. <laughs> um, I I brought. The uh, there are some some great mechanics right near our, my house, and I brought them in and I kind of told them the story and I said, look, like I'm in the middle of a tour. This van is completely fucked up. We really I need it. we really need it. I yeah. don't know what to do. Can you help me? And I think it was his name was Belaya, and Belaya oh. told me, uh, I will fix your van right now for free, but you have have to help me write a song, and it's called God Bless Canada. And he was so happy wow. to be in Canada. He was from Sri Lanka. <laughs> He's from Sri Lanka. And That's he had just awesome. moved to Canada. And oh. he was so happy to be there that he said, like, he would write the words and I would write the music for God Bless Canada. Did he know you? Kind of, like, I had brought the van in to, like, get the oil changed before the tour. Okay. Kind of casually, but not, like, regular. Um, oh, I love this. So, so but, but he was, like, you're a musician, right? Yeah, exactly. I... Okay, I need something from you. <laughs> yeah. We'll write a song. We'll write a song. It's called God Bless Canada. For the life of me, I can't remember exactly. I think I was in just also such a tired daze where, yeah. like, I don't remember the, like, real meat of the lyrics, but right. it was that he had just moved to Canada and he was really happy about his new life. And that I was like to, he had just recently, probably in the last year or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that I was to write the music that would accompany his yeah. lyrics, um, which we never did. And I oh, even followed man. up. I even followed up after the tour, just being like, "Belia, hey, you got let's me. Do it. You fucking you, took care of you me. You helped me out. I'm ready. God bless repay. Canada. Let's God do this bless shit. Canada. And okay. so he did help us completely. But he changed his mind. Or he I think he just back? got busy. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't like Canada anymore. <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe he was there for a little longer, and, and he was like, like well, "Actually, no, take it back." I mean, it's <laughs> not here over the winter, Lanka, but I guess it's not amazing either. It's not that great. Forget it. Yeah, I mean, had he been, I'm guessing that transition had been like he was in a bad spot in Sri Lanka. I think so. I think so, and I think there the garage that we brought the van to was like maybe people he knew from there or families okay. that knew each other, and so yeah. he was working there. Um, but he really did us a solid because wow. I don't know what we would have done if the for van free. for free. That's amazing. For free, and it was 
I mean, it, it wasn't like the best looking paint job on well, the. Well, that's the thing. What was I mean? Was there mechanical stuff there, wrong with the van besides aesthetic? I'm guessing definitely aesthetic, but I think it blew. It hit the some sort of maybe like a like a uh, oil or like a fluid. Um, tubes like got like smashed open okay so not a totally expensive repair i don't think but had i gone to like a meineke or something they probably would have charged me a bunch to yeah. just just the manpower man hours to do it right and for the rush where it was like hey we have a show tonight so can you just like have it, it done by right now <laughs> pretty soon yeah um but Bly did it and wow. god bless canada and god bless we, yeah and then we we hit the road and finished the tour and and uh the bass player was let go after <laughs> so you like okay he we we couldn't continue. and was there issues besides him being loco was no there... i mean that was the that's what's was kind of confusing it was just like really out of nowhere but but it was like two pretty crazy accidents that happened while he was behind the wheel so then Band members were like, "Is he trying to kill us? <laughs> like, is this on purpose? What is happening here? Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, it was. I still don't know really why. Right. But they were two. We didn't want to get to strike three, you know, and right. find out what would happen after that. Oh, wow. But so musically, you guys. Met yeah, it was fine. fine. Yeah. It just was like it was just like maybe he, yeah maybe he's trying to kill us. Or something, or like. Wait, did you really think he was trying to kill you, or, or just like, that he was like not? You know. I don't know. I don't think he was trying to kill us, but maybe. He sounds he, like he might be a couple tacos short of a six pack. Yeah, but, he's but not, super uh, nice, super sweet person. I just don't know what. It's like too much of a coincidence. Maybe he just. And what's crazy too is that I remember before the tour, he told me he went to a psychic because he wanted to know how the okay. tour was going to go, and she told him like, when you're in Lawrence, Kansas park in the second parking space not the first and I always wondered why didn't she fucking say oh you're gonna cra- you're almost gonna die twice in a, a three week span because you're driving she I didn't say anything why. about that I think I know why she's not a psychic yeah probably. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's my guess <laughs> that's my guess <laughs> is that yeah she was interested she, in taking his money I think and so. not so much yeah interested in knowing the actual future yeah. I mean maybe interested who knows in but we, we did park in the second parking spot just okay. because she said to okay um but so yeah, so those all those tour but nightmares. He kind of steered you right in Lawrence, though. It sounds like. Sounds like we maybe it seems that, like that might have been. Should have made up for it. You I know mean, what? Maybe I'm gonna he send almost him. killed you twice. <laughs> but I owe him an apology. Nothing maybe. happened in Kansas, or did anything happen in no, Lawrence? No, I don't think so. Well, who do you have? Yeah. To thank for that. Him or the psychic? Yeah, yeah. but he went to the psychic. Yeah. She's just doing her job. She's just doing her job. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a, that was the rough. Uh, <laughs> Learn very quickly, like don't book like four months straight of touring, because right. <laughs> the odds of things like that happening were just I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take little breaks in between. It's that is definitely. And when you tour overseas, give yourself a day. Right. To get there, get adjusted, and then be specific about the backline you want. Check yeah. it before you play. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, there was one time when I was coming back from Europe. And a friend of my mom's was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, she, she worked for an airline. And um, she had gotten me a standby ticket, oh, which well. is super cheap. Yeah. It was like $200 to fly to Europe and back. Oh, wow. You know, something insane. So I was stoked. But uh, I was there for three months. And when I came back, I had forgotten 
that, that one of the stipulations for the standby is that you dress business casual. <gasps> because I oh. think they didn't tell me this, but I'm assuming that like a lot of times they'll just give you whatever seat is free and it might be in first class. Oh. They don't want, you know. Yeah, okay. They don't want you to mucking it up, you know. <gasps> so you're supposed to dress business casual. I completely forgot. Oh. And I was in I was nasty. I was like... <laughs> three months. End of three-month yeah. tour. I was wearing dirty clothes. I had like a Wu-Tang shirt <laughs> that had been like... This This particular shirt was one of my favorites because it had been uh, set on fire partly. Okay. I, I was at a Tim Hecker show in Iceland in accident and was like super in a daze after yeah. seeing him play and then like leaned against a windowsill that had a candle on oh it. Oh my God. And my shirt <laughs> caught fire and my friend's mom had put... Yeah. Oh, wow. But anyway, I was in this, like, burnt Wu-Tang t-shirt from the 90s. Oh, wow. And smelly. Like, I was... Yeah, I was, three months. I, I mean, was, that's... You know, I mean, I did shower during the three months. I'm not saying that... No, but the, the, clothes, the clothes are going to remember that... But at, at yeah. the end of the tour, I was sort of like, oh, I'll get... I'm yeah. going to get home. And, yeah. Uh, laundry. Do laundry there. Yeah. And so... I had forgotten, and it was a super early flight out of Tegel, out of uh, Berlin, and I got there, was like waiting, and sort of like everyone else is boarded, and I'm sort of like, you're on standby, you're like, so am I going to... Is this happening, or what? And I asked the lady, and she's like, "Uh, you will not be flying this today, and she like, let me know that I need to take a bath. (gasps) (laughs) What the hell? Right, and... Americans and Canadians, we don't really say shit like this. No. But they do in Europe. Yeah. And uh, I was shocked. I mean, I think of myself as not being particularly, like, I don't know, hung up with, you know, niceties of, you know, being very, very polite. I mean, I mm-hmm. try to be polite, but I don't, but I tend to say, I think of myself as being very open. Yeah. Speaking directly, but yeah. I'm still in America. I'm definitely not. Uh, so what did you say to her? I was just shocked. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking, even though everything you're saying is true, like you don't say yeah. that, right? Like, I mean, yes, of course I stink. Yeah, but like... Like, I had to get up at like 6.30 in the morning oh my God. to take, you know, a bus to oh. the... to the. I think it was probably like an 8... eight I don't remember how early, but it was like, maybe it was an 8.30 flight. Right. I had to be there at 6.30, so I had to take a bus at oh 5.30. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not going to get up an hour before no. that and like... Do a bunch of stuff. I'm just gonna roll out of bed, yeah, and go, and like wake up on the way there. So, so, so there at that time there was only one flight from Tegel to JFK <gasps> per day, and this was my this was my buffer day. Oh, fortunately, so it I had to go back into Berlin, get some decent clothes, and try again the next morning and then the next morning it was fine oh I even shaved oh my god uh, to like make sure yeah. you know, that I wasn't oh my god. but then I did show up but then I I flew into JFK and I remember basically like getting there in the afternoon and being like I have like three hours <gasps> to like, oh be at a venue god. in Brooklyn so I'm just gonna I guess I'm just gonna head there it's not like a time enough to yeah to do, do anything, anything else like it's an hour on oh the train anyway. my god but but it was at least a day yeah that because that happened I mean it was shitty obviously but but I thought man if my show had been last night yeah, I would have just missed the show just because that lady yeah. thinks you need to take a bath yeah 
on. Which again, I did. I definitely. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, no. But like, I, part of my reasoning at the time was that because everybody smokes in Europe, like yeah. it's just people smoke all the time, and I hate cigarette smoke. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I have body odor, sure. But you guys fucking stink like yeah. cigarettes. So Let's, you, I feel like we're you, even you can't here. really say yeah. shit about. Like, yes, I woke up early. I yeah. just got, you know, threw on whatever clothes I was in from this day before. But but I'm not going to smell as bad as everyone who's like... Smoking yeah, nonstop. rolling around in ashtrays. Oh. But they felt differently. Like, My gosh. Not okay. That's... I didn't know you had to dress up. It's just, yeah. For you that, just like have for a better shot. For thing. Could you not get on a plane? Could they just be like, like if you were like, I'm not going to dress up for for you. I'm not going to take a bath. Well, they, yeah, because that's a condition. That's, the you, whole thing is because you because they don't just give these kind of tickets to anybody. It's uh, usually like you're a friend or family I of see. an employee. Okay, so you have to be like. Yeah, so you don't want to like make your friend look bad. Right. In this case, it was a friend of my mom's, but right. I definitely didn't want to make her look yeah. bad. She had gotten me this ticket. Oh, yeah. And I was stoked. If I had remembered, it definitely wasn't like a... Mm-hmm. You know, a rebellious thing. I yeah. was like, "Fuck you! I'm not no. wearing a monkey suit." You know, it was, like, it was just uh, I forgot. It was three yeah. months later. Yeah. On the way there, I I looked very tidy. I wasn't really business casual, but I mean, yeah, I was I was okay. It was I was, before three months of touring. Yeah. Uh, and well, I just I remember they told me, and I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'll like I'll freshen Try. up and I'll be." As yeah. presentable as I can. Still, probably still wearing a t-shirt, but maybe I had like a jacket. I right. think I, I wore like a flannel or something, buttoned up so that I would still right, kind seem of look a little more presentable. I just forgot. The buffer day. Yeah. It's a good thing you had the buffer day. Two when you can. Two. Yeah. <laughs> at, throw them in there. And you'll use them. You'll use those buffer days. Yeah. Because you never know. You never but, know what's gonna happen. But just in general, like you're saying, I think that's one of those things I mentioned before about. Just things you learn and the course of things that if you're gonna go out for an extended amount of time, whatever, like if it's more than a week, you should have a day off somewhere in there. Yeah. Sometimes if you go out only for a couple weeks, it's nice to have a show every night. It feels yeah. like, oh yeah, because yeah. we only have two weeks. We, for sure. Especially if you're one of these like, oh, we're gonna go from New York to LA and back in two weeks, which is a mm. terrible idea. Don't do that. Mm. But but if you're doing it, then you have to play every night and yeah. then if you it's so much better if you can just just have, have a take a day yeah because sometimes stuff happens and it's it's an emergency and has to be dealt with right now and yeah. sometimes it's not necessarily a right now emergency but, but you it, can use the time if you have you the time need it as soon as you can get it yeah and then you've got the time yeah there's there's definitely things like that that I've learned now in my later years of touring I'm really getting into going to the spa on tour oh, yeah. like not even buffer day like straight up pamper day like yeah. you are going to get so on this tour we just did uh, with Baths who's a, a good friend we had a day off in Wisconsin and we just found like the because sometimes it's not even that expensive but you're like we're all getting massages we're yeah. all go, like thermal baths we are just <laughs> taking it easy we're going to drink some nice tea yeah because sometimes it just you just need a second to like reset and yeah. to make it through a long run that, that tour was like seven weeks or something like that you just need like Sometimes you just need a second. However, however your self care is, sometimes yeah. it's important to do that. So if it's a buffer day to do laundry, yeah. now I'm not. Now that I started the the spa on tour thing, I don't think I can stop. Because <laughs> okay. now I'm like, yeah, I want to see all the spas everywhere and just like <laughs> go swimming all the time and just like take it easy. So buffer days, however you use them, yeah. very crucial. 
crucial. And really that self-care thing, If I think it's different for everyone. Some yeah. people need yeah. spas or it just sometimes you want to like watch a movie. Totally. Just on, sitting on the internet know. like looking at nothing but yeah. without having to be anywhere at any time right. is good. Yeah. Um, it just, I think it helps because you end up sort of, if you're out for a long period of time and you don't have a, a day where you don't have to be doing something, you can lose track of important stuff to do and yeah. then also just come home from tour and be like, bah! Thor earlier, so Thor Harris is here, and he was telling me, he point, he noticed on my van there's these spots, that are, there's like these rust spots, and they've been there since I've had the van yeah. for like four years. And he's like, you know you can fix those really easy, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I that's been on my list of like, yeah. I should do that sometime when <laughs> yeah. I when I have some time. And yeah. I just keep not having time. Or yeah. Forget it. And when I do have time, I forget about it. I'm doing other things. Yeah. And then he's like, I can help you. We'll just do it tomorrow. Let's just do oh. it tomorrow before you leave. <laughs> he's the sweetest, sweetest dude. Oh my god. And I'm gonna take him up on it. I yeah. don't know when he's leaving or when I'm leaving, but um, he'll do some van repair. Yeah. I just have to be in Louisville tomorrow. That's easy. That's easy. It's super chill. God bless Indiana. You yeah. Just, you just fix the van. <laughs> Get it done the same day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much of for course. Your Thank you for. I mean, I, I. There's probably many, many more. Do you want to tell another one? I don't. I mean, I don't. I feel like I had a story filled with close calls to death and things, <laughs> so I feel like I can't top it now. But um, hopefully, there's no more to add to this list after after here. Hopefully. I'm sure every single show from now on. Will be <laughs> perfect. It's yeah. it's really your like perspective on it because I think in that first tour where it was like we didn't die, then after that it's like okay, you ain't my homo, so I don't really care. I didn't die, so I'm fine. It's alright. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you. Of course. Yeah. Now we should go, we could go, go hang, hang out at this yeah, Christmas party. Yeah. Get that vegan chili. Oh, yeah, chili. <laughs> chili. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dewana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.